Grab your suitcase and your passport. The plane leaves at six. It's season four, episode one of Wolfstag. <laughs> We're back, and I wasn't sure I was going to be, but I thought, hey, you'd have missed me otherwise, so here we are, guys, um, it's season four, Wolfstag, season four sounds like I've been at it for ages, and we're only 18 months in, but when you've been through a pandemic and a lockdown, 18 months is a really, really long time, so I hope you've all had a fantastic, as fantastic as, as it can be when, you, when you're sort of partially locked in your house, um, and not able to go to the pub, but... Things are opening up. Keep keep your fingers crossed. Keep your toes crossed. It all seems to be heading in the right direction at the moment, and long may that prevail. So we're back with another 13-episode run of Wolfstag. Um, every week I'll talk about a different topic. Every week I'll throw in a poem as well. I have been doing a little bit of writing um, while we've been away. It'd be remiss of me not to, really, wouldn't it? So, And I'm very, I'll give you a bit of a heads up now, listeners. I am very close to releasing book number two. So if you bought the first one, thank you. If you haven't, what you're playing at, get yourselves onto Amazon. you got loads of stuff they need to get rid of, right? So when you're filling your basket up next Black Friday day, you can pick up a copy of my book as well. You can even do a little digital download, you know, whatever you want to do. Drop it on your Kindle, drop it on your iPad, read it on your phone, or if you like the feel of paper... They'll even print you a special copy. And if you ask me nicely, and you know me, I'll even come and sign it for you. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, so I've been writing and books, so might be on its way soon. Um, So it's been fun. It's been, a, it's, it's been interesting. It's been eventful. Yeah, I've had some life changes recently. I think I was a little bit miserable last time I was recording this uh, episode. But um, there's been, a, there's been a new lady in my life who's currently in the room with me right now and grinning like a Cheshire cat and is embarrassed. Hiya, Ruthie. Good evening. That's about all she's going to... Good morning, sorry. Is it Friday morning? Is it Friday? Oh, yeah, yeah, tell them it's Friday morning. It's Friday morning. Happy Friday. You can tell she works with kids, can't you? (laughs) Um, So, uh, usual sort of things as always. We're going to mix it up a little bit this season. So, I want to talk about lots and lots of different topics, whatever's in the news. Uh, As always, if you want to get in touch and contribute, I'd absolutely love it if you did that. Uh, I am Wolfstag at Outlook.com is the email address you want to get. Or if you look for me on social media, I I do have a little bit of a social media presence. Not, Not loads. I am out there. So you can find me on Instagram. I love a bit of Insta. Um, I do I do tweet occasionally, and you can find me on Facebook. I am Wolfstag. Um, so yeah. I, I don't want to give too much away at this point. So should we get on with well, normally we call it the Wolfstag week, don't we, everyone? Um, but let's be honest, it's the Wolfstag three months. So without further ado, let me catch you up on what's been happening. Welcome to the first of the Wolfstag week for season four. Um, and with it being the first, let's be honest, it's not a Wolfstag week, is it? It's a Wolf, Wolfstag few months uh, since the last time we spoke. So this might take a little bit of time. I'll be honest with you. It's but it's been a it's been a good summer, right? 
When I say that, it's been a good summer from a personal point of view. Let's not talk about the weather. We've had some lovely sunny days and, and other days have been absolutely atrocious. But I'm not going to do that British thing of, of, of complaining about the weather. It's boring and it's dull. All right, the weather's boring and dull, but talking about the weather's boring and dull. As Billy Connolly said, there's no such thing as bad weather, only the wrong sorts of clothes. Uh, and I completely hold to that. Um, on that topic, because people do this, oh, I, I don't, we don't do, we like to do holidays abroad, we don't do holidays in Britain because of the weather. Right, we'll get a grip because it's not all about that. But secondly, can we stop calling holidays in the UK staycations? I had many holidays in the UK when I was a kid, most of them in Blackpool, right? They were holidays. If you are leaving your front door and travelling to another town, village, city, area of the country, even if it's the same country, it's a holiday, right? It's only a staycation if you don't leave your house, right? So knock it off, right? You can go to Blackpool, you can go to Skegness, you can go to Whitby, England, you know, England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, doesn't matter where you go within the country. If you are going to a hotel or a B&B or a caravan or wherever, if you're in a tent in the middle of the lakes, it's a holiday, right? So it's not a staycation, okay? Remember that. Okay, if, you, if you're going through your front gate, it's holiday. Right, okay, rant over. So I've been up to all sorts. It's, um, and funnily enough, it got me thinking. It really got me thinking about what I wanted to talk about on this week's episode. And I'll talk about that next. But it was, it got me thinking that you never really know what's going to happen in your future. Um, and if the last 18 months has taught us anything, is, is you can't just sort of like, well, as much as you can plan forward, you have to allow that those things might get thrown completely out the window. And I think COVID has taught us that really, hasn't it? You know, you have to have contingency plans. You have to allow that things that you might want to do or you might plan to do might get abandoned or postponed. And we, we've had an endless succession of things being abandoned and postponed. Um, so some of the stuff that I've actually done for this year is is actually things that that I intended to do last year. Um, also, one of the things that happened, um, I, I can't remember how far we actually got with this when we finished season three, is is through through seasons one to three, I, I, I was with a, a particular partner and we split uh, after Christmas. An unfortunate casualty of of the pandemic and lockdown, I imagine. Um, don't want to get into it. What is what is past is prologue. It's history now. So I fully expected that twenty twenty one was going to be life as a singleton again, and it didn't quite work out that way. Um, through serendipity and I don't know divine intervention, um, I'm actually with a, a a lovely lady who you've heard in the intro, who wanted to sit in with the recording of the episode to know what it's like to actually record a podcast so you'll have heard her give a give a little hello at the start so a, a lot of my summer uh, has, has been spent um with ruth that's her name and it's been fantastic so we've done some stuff so what what i've been getting up to well 
I've been buying people tickets to do stuff, and we kind of, you know, when I bought them, I thought it was it was going to be one of those situations where we'll we'll do them in the next few months, and then places weren't open, so I've had to postpone, uh, move stuff forward. But uh, I eventually got round to taking my dad to Anfield. Yay! Come on, the Reds. Uh, as you'll know from listening to, to you know, if, you, if you're a new time listener, I'm a Liverpool supporter. If you're not a new time listener, you know full well I'm a I'm a Red. Um, and we've watched an entire season of football played behind closed doors, which was, I'm glad we played some football, but it's kind of heartbreaking. And I think if there's one team in the UK that is impacted by not having fans in the stadium, it's Liverpool. You know, we are the 12th man there. We, you know, the Anfield fans make an absolute huge difference. So we're seeing that now. The new season started, and and it and it's brilliant to get the fans back in the stadium. Um, but it was lovely to actually, you know, walk through the doors of Anfield again. Uh, if if you know whether you're a football fan or not, to go to a stadium like that, uh, and when you when you consider the history behind Liverpool Football Club and, and what it means to the city and what it means to the fans, it's a special special place. So we had the whole tour. It's brilliant. Me and my dad, I bought, I bought him this for, for birthday or Christmas last year. You kind of forget, don't you, after a while. When you've been in lockdown that long, you kind of things get a bit muddled. But it was a gift. It was a gift that I bought from him. I said, come on, we'll, we'll, we'll go and we'll tour Anfield. So I got to, to, to go to the sidelines of the pitch and sit in Jurgen Klopp's seat. Not, not that he ever, I mean, if you ever watch the football, not that he ever does much sitting. <laughs> you, you'll see this. Rarely will you catch that man sat down but still we were in the dugout area you know and I put sort of well you know this is what it feels like to be a real football manager it was great we went around the dressing room you know so I got to uh, I got to sit on the on the seats where the players sit you know uh, Mo Salah and got to sit where Jordan Henderson who's just signed a new contract to 2025 Hendo <gasps> You had us all, mate. You, 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 oh, you had us all a little bit frightened there, and there was newspaper speculation that you were going to leave. And ah, oh, you know, we've already lost one inspirational captain in Stephen Gerrard, and, and you've got years left in you yet, pal. So, yeah, thank you for committing the you know the rest of your career uh, to the club. It's it's amazing, but we we get to, you get to tour the whole stadium and and. You know, go into the stands and and go near the pitch and go into the changing rooms, and, and you just get to experience you know the club, and the history. You can go through the museum, see these you know amazing, you know historical artifacts from football boots from like a hundred years ago and shirts from like you know hundred years ago, up to present day. You know memorabilia of, of players over the last ten, twenty, thirty years, forty years, and so on. So it's incredible. It was an incredible day. It was a lovely, lovely day. And I think any time spent with your dad is always a special, a special thing to have anyway. Um, in terms of spending time with your parents, what I did buy for them last year. Now, it was a, such a shame from last year because it was their 50th wedding anniversary. And they should have had a party to celebrate 50 years wed the week after the, the initial lockdown started. And it all had to be abandoned. Uh, and still, to the to this point, we they haven't been able to have any sort of celebration event, um, and I still want to do that for them. But what I did buy for them for joint birthdays last year, because not only were they married fifty years last year, they both turned seventy, and I was always of the mind of what I do now in terms of buying presents for people is as I try and get them something as an experience, 
Because we've had this conversation in the past, you know, how many presents can you remember, you know, actual items, tangible things, and they kind of all blend into one, you know, you can't remember one year from another, but everybody remembers the theatre trip that they went to, or the road trip that they took, or the holiday that they had, you know, those, you know, anything that builds a memory is, is a special thing, so I wanted to do something that was a, a special weekend, a special event, um, so I actually planned to take them down to Bletchley Park, which, for those of you who are unaware, Bletchley Park is where the the uh, the code breakers from World War Two were were situated. It's basically where the world uh, the the Second World War was was won, with the work that these you know the code breakers did intercepting messages. So they they love a bit of history. They love that part of history. Um, and it was just a fascinating experience to be down there to walk around, you know, the bunkers and the rooms where, where all this amazing work took place, and to see how they managed to, to break these codes. If you want to get an idea of it, watch. If you've not seen it, watch the Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch that tells the story of of Bletchley and and uh, and Alan Turing. Um, so it was a fantastic weekend. So we went down to Milton Keynes. Uh, God bless you, Milton Keynes. It's it's strangest place in England I've ever been to in my entire life. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's a new town, and it's very, it's 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 like no other town I've ever been to. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I'm going to forget that, that place in a hurry. So we did that, so we did Bletchley Park, and then one of the other things that I, I did, which, which, which got postponed, was me and my sister, as many of you listen to this are, we're massive fans of Friends, and and obviously we've had the the reunion special this year, which was a fantastic thing to see the original cast members get back together, and it was lovely to do that. Um, and what they do, if you, if you're not aware of this, what happens every year now is they do this thing called Friends Fest, where they recreate the sets, and it's almost like a little bit of a museum visit, and you can go and sort of have your photograph taken in the sets, uh, and there's all memorabilia. Uh, and they have big screens up where you can watch, you know, you know those really sort of memorable parts of the show. It's a fantastic day, you know. And if you're a, if you're a fan of the show, then you, you you're in your absolute element. Um, so me and Ruth and, and my sister Leander, we we went down to down up, get your geography right. We went up to Manchester, and and had the day at friends first. So lovely, lovely day. Went there and, and experienced that. And then the other notable thing I can think of really is, is is we went to, me and Ruth had a day at the races. There is nothing like a day at the races uh, in Chester. And if you're local, if you ever get the chance to, to visit Chester races, do it. It's a, it's a, it's a cracking day out. Um, it's, I mean, it, it, it's amazing just to be by the side of a racetrack and hear those those uh, horses' hooves come thundering past. The horses come thundering past. You can feel it in your bones as they come running past you. It's quite a, it's quite an experience to do that. But you have a bit of a flutter. Now I'm not a gambler. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Moneybags when it comes to gambling. I was putting two pound each way, each way bets on last of the big time spenders. But I got two first, a second, and a third. Can't go right, you know. I I was on form that day, and you know to pick a GG, didn't do bad, didn't do too bad at all, uh, and celebrated with a few drinks in town afterwards. 
So that is that is for me, you know. And you know, when I talk about this podcast, it's very much about you know pulling it back to where we come from with this. It's all about self care and 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 being in a good place and and building, you know, being in a happy place. I really can say that this summer, in my absence away from the podcast, when I've been working and doing the things that I do, you know, I've been building some memories. I've been having some amazing times building a future and I can truly say I've been in a really happy place so as coincidence may have it I'm actually recording this on the 1st of September and for me that particular date signifies the beginning of autumn which I've got to say and I know for some of you you're not going to agree with me here it it is my favorite time of year. I do love the summer. I love the sunny days, but I never feel like I can dress like the way I want to dress in the summer. I like a sweater. I like something woolly. I like a big long coat. And when it gets a little bit colder later on in the year, I do like a scarf and a woolly hat. That is when I'm at my most comfortable. And if I could, if I could dress like that the entire year round and get away with it, um, and get away—that's the trick—is getting away with it because you could do that in thirty-degree heat, and you're gonna sweat buckets, which is a weight loss exercise. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be a weight loss exercise, but it's also gonna be how to stay single exercise because you're gonna stink and look awful. Um, so I don't. It's not. It's not a case of hating the summer or anything like that. It's not that at all. I just like the time of year. I like the way the light changes. I like how the leaves over the next month or so now are going to start to turn and fall, and the and the, and the colours in and the colours in autumn are always beautiful. So it's just for me. It's a it's a special. It's a magical time of year as well. Now, I think what's also special about autumn, and it's also I think important to remind yourselves of, is some people will see autumn as the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end of summer. It's the beginning of the end of the year. But I don't always look at it like that. I think autumn, if you view it from a different situation, it's a reminder of how renewal works and how even though what has happened in the past has happened, how you can just start again And nature reminds us of this every year. Every year we go through these seasons, you know, and we'll go through this autumn and the leaves will turn brown and they'll fall and the trees will be bare and we'll go through a winter and, you know, it'll probably be a harsh, cold winter with terrible weather. But what happens every spring? You know, life comes back. You know, the green leaves start to shoot, the flowers start to burst, you know, the, the, the animals will come out of their hibernation and nature will start again. And that's the way I think you should look at it. You know, every you know, every season, every autumn, every winter, every spring, every summer is a reminder of renewal and endless possibilities and the chance to start again. And sometimes in life that's important and I think not wanting to harp on too much about what's happened with the lockdown and the pandemic. You know, that is 
that has forced us to stop and take stock and look at what we did previously and maybe now treat this part of our lives as an autumn, as an autumn, as a winter, to close one chapter on what we did before and then start again. And that's what you should do. Look for new opportunities. Look for that renewal. You know, look to to take advantage of those things that we find in front of us. Look to start something new, right? If you haven't done it already, if you went through your lockdown and, you know, and I know plenty of people out there were doing the old banana bread and stuff like that, you know, you know, learning to play instruments and whatever, whatever, you know. But just do your thing, find your thing. Take a chance and, and, and go and do that thing that you've you've always wanted to do, you know, and look for those opportunities in life. It's never too late. It's never too late. Never, never stop yourself from doing something because, oh, I'm of an age now, therefore I'm told to do that. Utter nonsense. If you're still leaving, you know, if you're still living and breathing and you know, walking around this, this, this world, you can do whatever you want to do. It just takes the right attitude, the right determination, you know, the right headspace just to go, yeah, yeah do you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to give it a go. All right? And, you know, whether you succeed or fail, the experience of doing it will always teach you something. And you are always going to come uh, with 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 an experience and, and something you've learned from it. You know, you'll never regret doing it. You know, the only the only regret you're going to have is is having not taken that chance and having not done it. Uh, and that's what I hope the rest of this year holds for me. And that's what I hope that 2022 holds for me and going forward into, you know, into my future. You know, always look for those opportunities, always look for that, for that renewal. And wear a scarf if you can do. The Olympics is lacking spectators it was and therefore lacking atmosphere was a spectacle as always. But have you been watching the Paralympics? I hope you have, because it teaches us so many lessons about overcoming adversity. Oh my word, you know, you, you watch what some of these athletes do in the in the face of, um, you know, their, their I'm, I'm loath to say disabilities, because some of these people are more able than some of us who are fully able-bodied. It really is a spectacle to watch. When you see a swimmer with no arms on the edge of a swimming pool and sort of like, you know, getting ready to race and they're kind of, you know, they can't hold on with, with, with non-existent arms. So their coach is standing over the edge of the pool with a towel and they've got it gripped. You know, the swimmer's got it gripped in their teeth, ready to sort of like, ready for the klaxon to go and they release the towel and boom, dive backwards and swim. Right basically with only the legs and the body movements. It is the most incredible and inspiring thing I think I've seen in my entire life. You know, when you, you see, you know, cyclists with one leg and, you know, uh, the, the wheelchair rugby, murder ball, as it used to be called. <laughs> the Olympic Committee were like, we want this sport at the Olympics, but we can't call it murder ball. So it's just oh my word! I've I've been thrilled, entertained, you know, tearful, overjoyed. It really is. If you if you've not watched any of this stuff, 
as as you know talk about you know the triumph of human spirit you know of human will it it really is and you know the next time you're feeling a little bit you know down in the dumps or you know you've got a bit of a bit of a cold hanging over you or you know something's not gone quite right take stock you know sometimes i think looking at looking at i mean you can never really compare yourself to other people but sometimes i think there's there's an element of you know really reassessing you know people who claim that their lives are miserable and that you know that they really have you know they really do look at the you know the world with a glass half empty you know oh i haven't got this i haven't got that i'll be happy when i achieve this that and the other you know you really do have to look around you sometimes and go do you know what where i am right now with what i've got and what i do right this is good i'm in a good good place right and we don't you know you, you shouldn't complain about you know those little, even if you got, I mean, that's not to undermine anybody's challenges and adversities. It really isn't that at all. But really, it's kind of, it's just so inspiring to see, you know, individuals like this with real adversity overcome them and not complain and get on with their lives and achieve and do great things. Um, yeah, people can be pretty incredible sometimes. Now, if you want to talk about finding you happy, do you know what makes me happy? No Time To Die has got a release date. September 30th. Come on! It's been nearly two years. Oh, but I'm booking my tickets. I'm booking my... Now, here's the dilemma, guys. So you might want to get in touch and let me know about this. So I, I do I do want a little bit of feedback here, right? It's... Um, I am Wolfstag at Outlook.com. That's the email address. Write that down now. But it's going to be the release date is September 30th. And I've planned a little bit of a, a, a bit of a, a romantic getaway. It's not a surprise. Don't worry. I'm not blowing any sort of like spoilers here or anything. Um, me and the lady are going to Liverpool for a weekend. Going to have a meal on the 30th. We're going into Liverpool. We've got a hotel. We're going to have a lovely meal and a lovely restaurant. Would it be wrong of me then to book cinema tickets to watch the new Bond film? <laughs> Knowing that I'm a fan. Is that is that bad boyfriend behaviour to do that? Should I just sort of like bide my time and, and, and go afterwards? Mm. Answers on a postcard. Drop me a line. Let me know. That's the poll for this week. So... Yeah, let, let let me know. Hashtag me. Do do whatever you want. Let me know. You're probably all going to say no. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say no. But I'm so looking forward to it. It's been too long. And it's Daniel Craig's last film as well. And it kind of it wraps up his, his, his five films, doesn't it? There should have been more. Let's be honest. He, he, he didn't do it. For me, there hasn't been enough, um, you know, being churned out from the studios in terms of, you know, considering he's been, he's been our Bond now for, what, 15, 16 years, really should, probably should have had more than five films. But, hey, it is what it is. We'll we'll take what we can get. Um, And they kind of, for me, they do sort of stand alone in its own sort of like little, little ecosystem microcosm of, of films in the, in, the, in the entire 25 film catalogue as it is now. Um, I'm just looking forward to, to who they might choose, you know, what they're going to do with it going forward, who the actor might be. I think that fella out of Bridgerton actually might be a, might be a good shout. Uh, I don't know the guy's name, 
but he was like the, the dashing guy and send that you know do do send me send me a message with that one as well remind me what his name is or I'll google it afterwards so google so I'm not I don't want you to be my google I'll google it but him he might be a really good one or I always always thought Aiden Turner that played Paul Dark he'd be a good bond wouldn't he he's got that kind of menacing look about him but yeah it's going to be an interesting one um, but let's 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 enjoy this film first and then we can think about the future. Okay. So, what do you reckon? Do I book a ticket or not? I think part of my role in this podcast is to educate and inform. And I also think it's there to ask questions. So my question this week is, I've just seen something on Amazon which completely baffles me. And it is a pair of trainers with toes. Yep, let me explain this to you. It's a pair of trainers that they don't have a regular sort of all-in-one, all-encompassing front that you just, like a sock, your feet fit into. It's like a glove, and each of your little piggies goes into a little separate piggy compartment in the trainer. Why? Why? <laughs> Why would you do... Oh, so it separates all your toes out in the trainer. So therefore then, you either got to wear it sockless, or you've also got to get a pair of socks that have like little piggy fingers in that you slide each individual toe in. Is that is that just me, or is that weird and creepy? Because there's a definite weird and creepy vibe going on in my head, and it just it, it gives me shudders. It makes it makes you you know you do that thing. Yeah. So my question this week, and please do email me in with your responses. I am wolfstagger@outlook.com. Would you wear any sort of footwear, shoe, trainer, sock, whatever that fitted you like a glove? <laughs> Literally. Write me. When you have time away from doing something like this, you do tend to get a lot of time to to think. And over the summer, there's been plenty to think about. This lockdown has given us plenty of opportunity to go back and, and take stock of things we've done and things we want to do in the future. And I know I speak as, the, you know, as part of the role that I do professionally. You know, I speak with a lot of people and, and, and part of that is encouraging them to find their future and find the thing that you want to do and venture out, out there. But you know what? When you've spent the last 18 months in, for a lot of people, essentially fear, you, you can understand why then there's that trepidation, that fear, that ill at ease of wanting to go back, you know, into the world. But... You have to put yourself out there. And if there's one thing that I've kind of... If, if the past few years, really, pre-pandemic has taught me anything, is if you really want to get ahead in life and make changes and make waves, you've got to put yourself on that firing line. You have got to be... Now, I'm going to I'm gonna sort of paraphrase and quote here. 
Um, if you've not, you'll have heard me talk about this person before. Uh, if you've not engaged with her on on social media um, or via a podcasts or a books, I encourage you to do so. Brené Brown. Um, and if anybody watches Ted Lasso, you'll also know <laughs> she got quoted this week and got rather giddy about it. Uh, can I just interject there and just say, if you haven't already watched Ted Lasso, get on it. Apple TV. It's worth the, the subscription for that alone. Anyway, I digress. Come back. One of the big things that Brené talks about in her, in, her, in her talks and her teachings is about vulnerability. Um, and how... It's actually a really valuable thing that we that we possess is that power of vulnerability. And instead of viewing it as a weakness, which you know, historically we do, and particularly for males we do. You know, you know, you, you can't be vulnerable, it's weak. Um, but it's absolutely the opposite of that. You know, to be vulnerable is to be strong. You think of emergency services. You think of firefighters. You know, these men and women rush into burning buildings, dangerous situations. They put themselves in the most vulnerable place you can be in order to do what they do, in order to save lives, rescue people. But they are literally putting their lives on the line to do that. Same with the military. They are putting themselves in a in a very vulnerable place to do that. Knowing that they could get hurt. Does that stop them from doing it? Absolutely not. They draw a deep breath and they, you know, walk into the fire. Walk into the firing line. But we can equate that with life. We can do that in life. And as much as I sympathise and empathise with those people that that you know find that fear in, in whatever it is in their life, you know I don't want to try that because what happens if I fail? What happens if it goes wrong? Well, do you know what? If you fail, if it goes wrong, it's how you face that adversity that makes you the difference. If you go wrong and you fail and you learn nothing from it, then you have tasted true failure. That is failure. If you get it wrong, if you fail, if you know if it doesn't work out quite right for you, but you learn your lesson from that, you you take that and treat it positively, um, and then try again in the future. Or that gives you the strength then to go, actually, I'm going to try something else. If it gives you a lesson and it moves you forward, then it's never been a failure. And that's really important. You know, we are going to fail in life more times than we ever succeed. That's life. But why do we have this fear of failure? Where does that come from? Why in our minds do we think we have to get it right first time every time? You go back to when you were a baby. You won't remember this, but if you go and ask your parents, they'll tell you this. When you learn to walk, you fell on your bum far more times. You know, in the in the efforts to learn to walk... Then you, then you did, you know, getting it right. But you learnt your lessons. You did it better. You got stronger. And then one day you got up, you tried again, and you, you walked, you ran, you toddled off. Okay? Did our failure stop us? No. What is it about childhood that we 
we don't have that self-consciousness we don't have those demons what is it what happens in life that that creates those demons for us that that takes that determination away children well you know i've never heard a small child say i can't draw i can't paint they just do it for the love of it and they're not all turning out to be picassos by any means but they do it for the sheer enjoyment and every time they do it they'll 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 do it something a little different. They'll take a lesson from it. And if the only thing they learn from it is 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 joy, then great. You know, that that's that's a success. If it made you smile, even though the picture isn't correct, <laughs> whatever that means, then that's a win. Absolutely. So we should recapture that in our lives and not be so afraid. Yet there's going to be dangers. There's going to be times when life is going to hand you a beating. You are going to get hurt. You are going to fall down. You are going to fail. But if you keep trying and you keep moving forward, one day that's going to taste like success. And you'll look back at those failings and go, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. That's what I did. And I'm not perfect. And I'm still learning. And I'm hopefully getting better at it. But that now is how I approach my life. And the past few years, I can truthfully say that has honestly been a benefit for me. So if you can take one thing away from this, next time you're faced with that dilemma, that decision, that opportunity, and you get that little demon on your shoulder saying don't do it you'll get embarrassed you'll fail people will laugh at you you'll get hurt whatever it might be brush him off and go do it i'm going to do a little shameless plug now while i'm at it uh the business that i work for is a youth charity by the name of youth fed that are based in elsbian port uh, in cheshire uh, for those of you who are not local to the area and listening in, do find us on social media. Look for Youth Fed. It's not a food bank, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's Youth Federation. That's what it's short for. Anyway, cutting to the chase, because you know what I'm like for rambling. Um, we've done a little uh, official podcast, Youth Fed podcast, called Fedcast. Uh, Fedcast with Mike and Chloe. Uh, which is available on all the same platforms as you're listening to this. So if you want to give that a listen and get a little bit of what it's like on my professional side of the things that I do uh, for work, then do give us a listen, like, rate, subscribe, all that malarkey, um, and listen to it on the usual platforms that you listen to this. So yeah, do, do head over. If, you, if you're enjoying listening to this, pop over and listen to me talk about some other stuff. You might actually enjoy it. So it's been a couple of months since uh, since I've done any poetry on the podcast, obviously because the podcast has been on, obviously. Um, but I have been writing uh, right the way through uh, the summer. I've been writing things down, and you get little moments of inspiration. Now, if you've listened to me before on this podcast, which I'm hoping you have done, you'll know that I'm I'm one of these people that kind of gets these sparks of inspiration in the middle of the night, usually around about two a.m. Weirdly, I don't know why. And I can't sleep until I kind of exercise the demon of the words that are going through my head. Um, but I find that's just when I write. So I wrote this one. Um, 
And I don't know, I'm not entirely sure where it comes from, other than the fact it was a little bit based around Ted Lasso, which if you haven't seen it, get yourself an Apple TV subscription and watch Ted Lasso and catch up. But there's a whole thing about belief and this this sign over the over the door in the uh, um, in his like his coaching office. Um, he's got this this um, yellow sign in blue writing that says believe, and it's a little bit of a mantra to the players that you know it's kind of it's all based around belief. So I've just with those thoughts swirling around my head, I wrote this. So here we go. All I have is my belief, which really comes as some relief, that I don't need some fancy props. I just pull out all of the stops to step up and have a go. And that way I will always know, win or fail, I did my best. That for me is the only test. To step into the ring called life, to face what comes, success or strife. To battle foes with claw and teeth, armed only with my self-belief. And we've come to the end already. Um, it's been it's been months and months and months uh, waiting for a new episode. And like that, it's done already. Episode one. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed listening to this, please do subscribe. Please do like. Please do rate. Uh, go back and listen to the old episodes, even the very, very early ropey ones. You know what I talked about learning processes and being a bit vulnerable? My word, they really were a learning process and it really was putting myself out there. So go but go and check them out. You'll find entertaining stuff there anyway. Um, if you want to drop me a line, if you've got a story, uh, something you want to tell me, something you think I should talk about, something you want to share, a confession. Love a confession if you can send me one. I am wolfstaggeroutlook.com and you can find me on socials as well. Instagram, Twitter... Um, at I am Wolfstag. So please, please do uh, like, share, get in touch, drop me a line. Um, I'll be happy to hear from you. From from doesn't matter what far flung corner of the world that you're in. Um, please do drop me a line. It'd be lovely to hear. Um, thank you for listening, and I will speak to you, lovely people, all again next week. Later's. <laughs>